Hey, folks, welcome to episode one. There's just something about Kansas City. It's a positive look of our at our town and our people, uh, not just sports people, by the way, who have chosen to make this place home. Now, I said it's the first episode, right? It could be my last episode as well because of my first two guests on this podcast. The old Crunch Time crew is back together again. Bill Moss, Tim Grunhard, two of Kansas City Chiefs' greatest players. <clears throat> don't get me fired. What, what are you show. doing? I, I don't what know. are you? I, I, what I, is I he doing? I, it, it well, I think we're getting to that point now where he, he's 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 going to start tearing up, and he's, he's going to be a Ted Lasso thing, and we're going to the Diamond Dogs. Come on, there it is. Come on, come on, Tim. I, I, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> really? No, I, I watched a couple episodes. He was of always out in left field a little bit. Yeah, always, always. The Diamond absolutely. Dogs is real. That's cool, isn't it? That is. Cool. That's what I feel like when I'm with you guys. That's a cool. Absolutely, we're back together. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I missed you guys. We missed you. And we and we didn't call we didn't call in a best of, which is what we usually did in the morning. <laughs> Davey B. On a Thursday morning especially. Dave Borchard, did you hear that? Hey, they haven't called one in yet today. That's, that's but, right. But they will. They may leave before we get started here. But thanks for coming in. It's just, you know, just to let everybody know, it's just a real positive outlook on our town. Our town now is like yeah. blown up. center has blown up and there's a lot of positivity. And I just think, you know, just uh, – just being positive about our city and why we live here and do all the things we do, how we got here, things they might not know about you two. No, we won't go there. But we'll go to the other things they, they know might most not of know about you. Boy, Frank has changed. <laughs> He's all, all about positive. Do you remember him being positive all we were? No. Going? I don't either. No. Oh, it's positive. We're going to talk no. about positive things. Positive. God, you, God, you guys I'm positive. What's wrong with you? I'm God. positive that you were a big pain in my ass when yeah. you in, in, in that 2000 when we started Crunch Time. Negative exactly. Nancy, too, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Yeah. I always accentuate the negative. It's just bitter. I, I've turned over a new leaf. Hey, listen. All three of our wives are named Sarah. I okay, know. so and we all have three of them are saints. Yeah, they They're are all saints. saints. <laughs> They're all saints, my friend. But let's get started. Let's go back a little bit. Let's let's talk about you two guys, uh, where you came from, how you got here. Uh, you know, Billy, you're from uh, Marple Newtown. Yeah, Newtown Square, right yep. down the street from Villanova, yeah. and uh, that was uh, that was a big deal. Uh, you didn't play football, right? You no. didn't play football for a long time. Did no, you? my parents wouldn't let me. Uh, I had to beg them. I remember crying, begging them to let me play uh, in eighth grade. And they didn't let me play. Like, while my friends were playing Pop Warner growing up, and my parents wouldn't let me play. They said, you're going to get hurt. Well, Your size? You couldn't have been yeah. little well, in eighth grade. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they just they, they were just against it. We did we did all kinds of other stuff. I did all kinds of other sports. And the summers, we were traveling down the Jersey Shore and doing things as kids. And, and football wasn't in the cards until I just I pleaded with them until they allowed it. Yeah, life was good though. <clears throat> yeah, Marple Newtown, Newtown Square. Yeah, it's great. You, you know, you? it's it's pretty amazing with today's technology and all the different avenues out there. But it, you know, with Twitter, I'm I'm in there. I'm looped in with my high school and the athletic department on everything. And they, you know, it's pretty cool to just be a part of that through that. And, yeah. and still, I have a um, award for offensive and defensive lineman. Uh, each year back at my high school. And, yeah, it's it's really neat to be at this age and still have that connection. Yeah, have that connection, I think, too. And I think it's important, too. You still have a lot of high school friends that are your friends Oh, my today? gosh, yeah. Your, and yeah. social media has been great with that, yeah, too. Yeah. You know, it makes it really easy. Right. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you just keep up with everybody's lives. You know what's going on. So, yeah, yeah it makes it uh, a lot more accessible to keep a friendship <laughs> long distance like what, that. What about siblings for you? 
So uh, my sister, my older sister, she's she's unbelievable. She's uh, head of pediatrics uh, in, in a hospital over in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really close. Uh, we talk all the time. Her birthday's actually coming up here uh, the 16th, June 16th. So uh, I'm going to have to get out to make sure I give her a call and talk to her. Uh, my younger brother, he's got uh, two kids and, uh, you know, it's, He's out with his wife, and they kind of do their own thing. But mm-hmm. uh, you, you, we're brothers, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, right. You're always going to have that, but you're still brothers. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Was, cool. Was he? Te- were you tough on him? I I think so. Uh, Beat him up a but, little bit. Yeah, but you know we <clears throat> we were two years apart, but we did like everything together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of like that love hate kind of deal yeah. that you have with a brother. Yeah. Did he play football too? In high school. Okay. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. That was it for him. Decided to go not bang heads after that. Yeah, he's doing his other stuff. He yeah. would have liked to. He would have liked to have caught on someplace, but didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, right. Timmy, Chicago, uh, you know, son of a police officer. Uh, uh, I bet he was a little tough. Yeah, he was tough. Uh, violent crime detective. Uh, worked wow. midnights. Uh, worked uh, from uh, 11 o'clock at night to uh, 7 in the morning. And then I'd be driving to work, and he'd be with his buddies over at the tavern. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, because that was their, their evening. So they, they'd go from, like, 8 o'clock in the morning till 11. Uh, and then he would sleep, and we'd come home. He'd coach our baseball and basketball and football teams. And um, then we'd have dinner together to go to bed. That yeah. was our lives, you know. Uh, but, yeah, very, very tough guy. Uh, a stern man. Uh, not the... Not the nicest person in the world, but loved you. You knew he loved you, uh, but uh, boy, it was uh, you know there was there was times when you're like, "Oops, uh, is Dad working?" <laughs> Thank Isn't God. that funny? Thank God. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can talk about that. My father was a World War II sergeant. You know, uh-huh. what kind of life was that? Then I get Jackie Sherrill as a head coach. That's right. <laughs> I mean, one of Bear Bryant's thirteen. <laughs> what kind of what kind of life was that? Yeah, and you know, and, and it kind of shaped both of us, our personalities. Yep. Uh, I think we're both uh, pleasers. Uh, both the, uh, people are driven, um, uh, goal orientated, and uh, you know probably screwed us up a little bit too. Well, oh, I know what I say. I, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Like you said, we we married uh, uh, great people, and uh, they they've been able to uh, take care of us and understand us and put us in good positions and yeah. And uh, that's why we're here. Because well, Frank I, and I would like to I... congratulate you because you d- you did it right the first time. <laughs> 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 We all found the I great Sarahs. I was too, I was too scared to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, right. She would have killed me. <laughs> exactly uh, but right, uh, yeah. no, uh, you know, we uh, I had a great life here in Kansas City. And we'll talk about that here in a yeah, minute. We but will. Uh, but yeah, being being from Chicago, um, you know, uh, South Side of Chicago, a uh, bunch of cops, kids, firemen, kids. Uh, you know, city workers had to live in the city, so yeah. it's just a conglomerate of of city workers. You know, all the dads were the same. Uh, they they there was no equal. Uh, justice, they all they all beat us. You know, <laughs> if we screwed up, uh, my neighbor, my, my buddy's dad would kick our ass too. So, I mean, it's just kind of the way it was. And and and, you, and my parents were, like, hey, you know, if you see Timmy doing something wrong, go ahead and take care of it. And they right. did. So, but you know, it, it made it made me the person that I am today. Yeah, good, sure. bad, or indifferent, but that that's that's what your your foundation is built on. And from that foundation, yeah. uh, you know, we I've changed things and tweaked things just like Bill has. I you know I I, I got I got. I follow Bill on social media and Facebook, and oh, yeah. I tell you, it gives me a te- puts a tear in my eye every time I see him holding his grandson, and oh, it's, it's yeah. so awesome. And I'm looking forward to those days. But boy, oh boy, the foundation and stuff that was built, and we've been able to raise our kids. And I know little Billy and and yeah. uh, and your daughter, and, and yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie. Frankie. and Frankie, uh, yeah. 
I don't know why I forgot that <laughs> yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, yeah. one of you, it's Frank Urelli. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I try to forget it I, <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot more to forget than yeah. you do. Okay. Uh, but, you know, but the way we raised our kids is a lot different than uh, the way we were raised. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and, yeah. and the kids have turned out great. And, and uh, so just real happy with that. Yeah, I still think we're disciplinarians a little bit. You know, maybe not as much as because I worked at night, so it was hard. You know, by the time I got, by the time I saw the kids, it was the next morning, and everything had blown over by that time. You know, I'm getting a phone call three minutes before news stop. Now you <laughs> Wait till Dad gets home. When yeah, Dad doesn't get home to it, yeah. they're all been bad yeah. asleep. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they know they're golden. Dad won't be home till midnight. Yeah. So I'm not. I see Dad on TV. He's not coming home now. <laughs> He's not, uh, is, is that live? Is that live? What they're doing there? Uh, okay, high school. Football, um, St. Lawrence, of yeah. course, Marple uh, Newtown. We talked about that. Uh, t- talk a little bit about the recruiting process as we go, or high school in general. What was it? What was it? Well, I know uh, you went to a Catholic uh, yeah. school. You went to a public school. Yeah, I went to a Catholic school. Uh, played just about every sport every season. Played football. Uh, did indoor track. Uh, didn't shot play, put. You didn't play basketball. Uh, did. No, I did play basketball. I wrestled. Okay, and then right. played That's baseball. Uh, baseball was my first love. Yeah. Loved baseball. I did too. You uh, and your brother. Right. My Both brother was a very good baseball player. Uh, got a scholarship to Northwestern. Was drafted by the Angels. Played for the Angels and the A's. Uh, never quite made it up. Well, we have the AAA. Uh, I think he had a cup of coffee in September one year. He's kind of Moonlight Graham of our of, uh, deal where you know, he got brought up and never got at a bat. That's so, right. yeah, he's probably wandering around the south side somewhere uh, in the middle of the night, which knowing my brother, he probably is. Uh, but... Uh, uh, yeah, but I loved baseball. But one of the reasons why I decided to play uh, uh, football, uh, I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, way, way, I mean, you know, back then they had 100, 100 rounds. My brother was, dra- I didn't know you got yeah, drafted. Yeah, got drafted by, by, by Pittsburgh out of high school. And uh, missed that on your bio. Yeah, I don't I mean, it was 70th round or something. But it was still, I was under the property of the, if I wanted to play baseball. But See, to, he could end up in Pittsburgh too, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't play baseball because my brother played baseball. And I was just tired of following his footsteps. He was four years older. I went to high school. He was going to college. And I mean, you know, always being kind of uh, compared to him. Yeah. He was smarter than I was, better looking than I was, a better athlete. So it made it a little bit harder, you know. But, you know, once again, you know, part of what made Bill and I the people we are is, I mean, we strive to be great, strive to be excellent, and, you know, try to break that mold. And, and that's, you know, I'm very thankful to have a brother. But like your brother, I mean, we're, we talk. But I mean, we're we're not that close, and right. and you know, I, I blame that on my on my my dad. I mean, really, my dad. We were, the competition was everything did he, for my ca- father. Did he oh, pit you against one all the time. Everything oh. was competition, <laughs> and you know, and you know, it worked for him. It worked for us. I mean, he had two Division One athletes, scholarship athletes, yeah. two professional athletes. But we don't like each other that much anymore. But so, you know, there you go. Uh, but hey, Tim, uh, when you get to be my age, you'll bury that hatchet eventually. Okay? Yeah. So well, I wouldn't worry about it too so much. Either yeah. bury the hatchet or bury one of us. Yeah, one right. of the two. You know, one of the two. But, yeah, you got it. But uh, no. So, um, you know, it's it just is what it is. Uh, you, you know, we we both, uh, you know. It's a complicated uh, uh, relationship, but you know, I love my brother, and he loves me, and and you know he just lost my father-in-law, and yes. he texted me and said, "Hey, sorry about it," which was very nice and happy about that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, listen, it, life life throws curveballs at us, and we have our families, and we do things, and and uh, you know we try to make the best of it. Yeah, and Bill, high school for you? I mean, you got in yeah. late at football, but I yeah. I think you probably took to it pretty quickly, didn't? You? Yeah, it was it was great experiences actually. I mean, it, uh, all, all of high school was just uh, a great time. I, I look back and I just you know it was just pure. 
right? Oh, uh, and and well, then, and then, I wouldn't and, call it exactly pure, but go, but go ahead, Bill. Well, <laughs> maybe a I couple, know what you mean. Maybe a couple keg parties I, in the woods I know, someplace. I know what but, you mean. <laughs> I mean, it was just a, it's a time you look reflect back on your life and you just say, you know, how innocent and how yes. fun it was, and you you think you know, but you don't know crap, mm-hmm. and and uh, you're just growing up. So, um, and you look back on that and you see the stages of life that you go through. It's just, it's just, it's just fun to remember that stepping stone, that part of your yeah. life, that time frame. How good were your teams? Oh, terrible! Yeah, <laughs> no, no. We, we, actually, we were, we were terrible. My senior year, we were one nine and one, and so uh, senior year. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Yeah, and um, I, but I got to play in the. Uh, uh, all the all-star games, the Big 33. The Big 33 mm-hmm. that, uh, in, yeah. in Pennsylvania. That's yeah. the that's Pennsylvania huge. All-Stars versus the Texas All-Stars. Or Ohio. it was the Pennsylvania or, or Ohio. Ohio. You did the Ohio one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was there, it was it was, was Western it? Pennsylvania against Texas. Wow. And then it became Eastern Pennsylvania against Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then it became Pennsylvania against Ohio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's I, a high school uh, All-Star. Recruiting was fun. Um First time I went on an airplane ride in my life, I was on a recruiting trip. Yeah, um, by yourself. I mean, that was that was cool stuff, and uh, the process of going through all that too, recruiting. I look back; it was uh, monumental. I mean, there, yeah. you, you, you you remember you make those choices where you're going to go. You're leaving your family, um, where what you've known for 18 years of your life, yep. and you're going. Someplace you've never been before. Yeah. Uh, it's kind See of people exciting. you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And despite the fact the coaches is, you know what's going to happen when you get there and you start playing football, you sort of have an idea of, even though they sweet talk you the whole time because they're trying to get you to go to their school. Who who else besides University of Pittsburgh where you ended up with Jackie Sherrill as a terrific head coach, but uh, where else did you, uh, where else were you thinking? So about? I had gotten letters from, from all, everywhere, Arizona State, Michigan, Ohio State, um, Despite the fact Florida, your team was one, yeah, Florida one. State, they all wanted Think me to come yeah. for recruiting trips, and um, I just said I, I, I made a decision. I'm going to go five hours driving time, so regardless so whether so it can be Syracuse, whether it can be mm-hmm. Temple, Penn State, or or Pittsburgh. I just going to I was going to keep it in there, um, and so that's that's what I did when I narrowed it down, just so my family could be able to mm-hmm. you know come see me, and it wouldn't be too far for for me to get home if I needed to get home. So. And Pittsburgh was just on a roll then. I mean, they, they in '76 they won a national championship with Tony Dorsett, and then they they got Marino the year before I got there, and he helped recruit me. And mm-hmm. um, then it was just a plethora of young 18 year olds that half of them are in the NFL Hall of Fame now. Yeah, right. You you had a bunch of guys in that team yeah. that were really really yeah. good players. Yeah, Timmy. I know you have a great uh, recruit. What was high school like, first of all? Yeah, high, I mean, high school, I, uh, I was just one of about five or six guys on the team. Uh, I wasn't one of the better players. We had six guys get Division One scholarships out of my high school, and, and uh, a couple went to Notre Dame. Uh, one went to uh, Arizona State. Uh, when I uh, went to Notre Dame, then decided after one year to go to Michigan State. So we had a bunch of Division One guys, and – and uh, I always wanted to go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame was the 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 team in the South Side of Chicago. I mean, there was only two teams. It was the Chicago Bears and Notre Dame. And Jerry Faust was not recruiting me at Notre Dame. He recruited all the other guys. So I, I was a little bit jealous. You know, I no, you were pissed. I was pissed and jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and and uh, you know, it was hurt. Um, so I, I was uh, recruited and offered by you know. Went down to Texas, uh, which was the only guy from north of the Mason-Dixon line down there. 
And uh, I said, I'm from Chicago. And they looked at me like I was crazy, like it was some, like a different planet. Uh, so I didn't <laughs> go there. Was. I went to South Carolina on a visit, which I loved. Man, it was a blast. But I knew if I went there, I, I would have been dead in two years. So there was no way I would have lived. <laughs> literally. I want to hear about this recruiting yeah, trip. So <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, they had a place called The Roost, which, oh, was, yeah. their, uh, which was their student uh, uh, housing for the athletes. And uh, wow, I want to talk about uh, Animal House. A lot of fun there. And uh, took a visit to Missouri. Took a visit to Kansas. Uh, you know, I grew up, uh, my dad said nothing good happens in the summer in the city. So he took his month furlough, they called it then, and we went down to Lake of the Ozarks. So I said, you know, I kind of like that area. I want to look at Missouri, and then Kansas offered me, and a buddy of mine was going to go on a visit there. And, and I often tell people, and I, I had an opportunity to coach at Kansas and go out and recruit. Uh, I sat with the head coach. It was Bob uh, Balasenti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. was sure. the coach. Yeah. I sat down like, like we're, we're, you're Bob Balasenti, and he said, uh, Tim, I'll tell you one thing. You're our number one recruit. And at that point, I said, this place is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if I'm your number one recruit, you're in big trouble. Uh, a, a six foot, uh, two and a half fat kid from the south side of Chicago is your number one recruit. You guys are in big trouble. So I said, so I learned never tell somebody you're the number one recruit because then they may be thinking, oh, my God, we're really in trouble here. So, uh, But uh, Lou Holtz offered me a scholarship at Minnesota. That's when he was in Minnesota. Uh, in Minnesota. And uh, when he came over uh, in December, uh, he called me and said, hey, uh, we'd like you to come take an official visit. We're not going to offer you uh, yet. We just want to meet you and talk to you. You know, I liked you at Minnesota. Not sure you fit in Notre Dame. But we want you to come, come with your parents. And uh, after the weekend was over, uh, they offered me a scholarship. I was the last guy offered a scholarship. Kind of like you, Pudgy, your story. Like I'm sure really? you'll get in your story someday about how – it was between you and a running back from, yeah. from New Jersey. From, yeah, from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, from and Maryland. Uh, so I was the last one offered uh, and decided uh, – right away, I, I was still like, you know, well, you know, if you didn't want me originally, then why – you know, so my dad's like, listen, you're going to Notre Dame. Right? <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. You know, no chips on shoulder. You're going yeah. to Notre Dame. So I remember calling Lou Holtz, and, and Bill, you'll love this. I called Lou, and he's like, uh, this, this is Lou Holtz. I said, Lou, this is uh, Tim Grunner. He goes, uh, how how you doing, Kim? Uh, I'd like to let you know that I'm going to go. Like to uh, commit to going to university of Notre Dame. Okay, we'll have somebody give you a call. Goodbye. <laughs> I was like, Hey, hey that no. guy doesn't want me. Yeah, right. The deal really it was literally like that. I will we'll have somebody in deal? touch with you. Where's the deal from Kansas? You're the you're number one recruit. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I knew I was. I was in the right place when I was the last recruit. <laughs> I knew I was in the right place. So. Well, Going through the recruiting process, I, I hated recruiting. I hated it. I'm the opposite of Bill. I, I, I didn't like going on the planes. I didn't like going and, you know, and I just didn't like it. Um, so, um, you know, it, it was kind of a tedious process for me. It's kind of a homebody. Uh, yeah. Very, you know, the, when you grow up in a city and you guys grew up mm-hmm. fairly close to yeah, most of your friends, most of your friends, yeah. they, don't, they don't leave. They no, don't go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. No, they're all there. If, if they move a block and a half away yeah. from their house, that's a big move. <laughs> yeah. They're still there. So they're that all that there. was kind of my mentality. I, I was like, well, I'm going to go where? South Carolina? Is that is that the south side of Chicago? I mean, is that south of – I mean, you know, the only comparison was one was South Carolina, one was south side of Chicago. That was it. Yeah. And I uh, just didn't feel comfortable at all. And luckily Except Notre Dame in was – South Carolina, uh, you felt pretty comfortable there. Yeah, well, for a lot of different reasons. But the uh, – <laughs> But uh, going uh, to Notre Dame was perfect because it was 90 minutes away from yeah. me and was able to go back and forth. So, uh, But I wasn't a big uh, in the recruiting process, uh, but I was you know, so yeah. glad that Notre Dame finally, finally came around. 
Yeah, college, University of Pittsburgh, Jackie Sherrill, Dan yeah. Marino's playing quarterback, mm-hmm. ex-Central Catholic high school grad, yeah. by the way. Your high school. Uh, yeah, and uh, that, was, that, that was a pretty good role for you with yeah. that group. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was fun. Right from, right from the get-go, we just were dominant in the Big East. Uh, we went to oh, the four, Big East. four big bowl games uh, when I played there my career, and uh, we're in contention for the national championship in the three of the four years there. Um, yeah, and, and the guys, and it was funny because looking back, you know, you're, you're, we were all like 18, 19 years old. And when you're talking about the likes of uh, Jimbo Covert and Bill Frelick and Chris Dolman and, uh, you know, it's just, we, we were just Hugh Green, Ricky Jackson, Mark May. We, we were just, we just, uh, we were stacked with, with, with talent and we, we didn't know it. We're eighteen, nineteen. Mm-hmm. We're looking for quarter drafts down at uh, the keg. Who wouldn't keg? That's a <laughs> right, right next to the original. Yes, the original hot right dog. Next yes, to the o. absolutely. Yeah, the big O. And, <laughs> and so uh, you really didn't. You, we didn't know. And then you know, it's six years later, we're all in Hawaii at a Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's like this is crazy. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they that was that was a good football team. Yeah, with all those guys. And so then. All of a sudden, you come up at your senior year. You're playing with all these guys. When was your first indication that it was can't you were going to end up in Kansas City? Did you did you want to play for the Steelers? Did you want to play yeah. for the Eagles? Did you know like y'all have a preference? I'm sure Tim will talk to him. May want to play for the Bears. You know the whole thing. What what was your what was your right. thought process going into going into the NFL draft? And did you realize you're going to get drafted that high, number four overall? Yeah, so um, after my junior year, the activity really picked up. I started getting uh, all these phone calls, uh, agents, and and because they have their list of yeah. players and uh, and uh, the teams, coaches, and scouts. So uh, the senior year was really filled with that. The whole fall was filled with mm-hmm. that. And uh, I went and I did all the things that I thought you were supposed to do at the time. I went and played in the Senior Bowl. I went and played in the East-West Shrine game. And, you know, where all the coaches and scouts go. And I wanted to show that I'm going to work and and do this and that. Well, it, it, Philadelphia had the number four pick. Uh, San Diego had the number six pick. And they both told me they were taking me. Mm-hmm. So I think, oh, I'm either going to be – Back home in Philadelphia, or I'm going to be in a beach in San Diego. Okay, this, perfect, this yeah. just like the Jersey Shore, right? This, I'm back. Yeah, yeah this isn't bad. <laughs> Kansas City was stuck in the middle at five, and I never heard from them. I never heard from them. I, they never nothing until the day, the week of the draft. Uh, my coach called me up and said, "Hey, Kansas City's up here. They got somebody's up here that they, they want to visit with you. They've got the five pick. You know, they didn't. They passed on Marino last year. Yeah. I don't think they want it. You know, they, they want to make that in a minute. They want to make sure that you know they, they come back and University of Pittsburgh and see talk to you. So you know, I had to walk up Cardiac Hill. And I'm oh just, yeah, I'm up just, the hill by the I'm hospitals. Just, I'm mad. I'm like, oh come on, I have, what haven't I done? I've got, I've yeah. done all this stuff so in the week let, of the draft. Just let people know, Pitt Stadium set up on top of a hill. And Pittsburgh's full of hills, and this hill was called Cardiac Hill. All the hospitals yeah. were right there for good reason. <laughs> Everybody trying to walk up would have an easy access to the hospital when they had a heart attack. But the players always had to go and walk from their dorm, yeah. which was right down on uh, Fifth Avenue, right. and then walk up the hill to uh, to Pitt Stadium. It, it, and they it, did not play at Three Rivers or no. at you know where they're playing now. And so. that, that that hill was tough. So yeah. when I walk up the hill, I trudge up there, and it's not – a coach. It's not a general manager. It's not a. It's it's a sports psychologist guy. 
and he wants me to take a test. The, the week of the draft. <laughs> no, no, I'm this, you knew this, right? Yeah, no. The week of the draft is sports psychiatrist guy, and he wants me to take a personality test. He was test. sent from the Chiefs? John McEvick. Oh, God. Okay? Yes. okay. So listen to this. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm just like beside myself mad right now. Yeah. So I, uh, okay, yeah, I'll take your test. Hmm. I took this test. Every blatant wrong answer you could imagine, I marked. I marked thinking, oh, these guys are going to think I'm a loon dude, and there's no way to draft me. They say, I'm taking you fifth overall, and you're playing nose tackle. It backfired on me. I know, killed you. They, they love the that's, answers. They say, he's crazy. That's like the he's go- on the defensive line. We'll playing you. nose tackle. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, uh, you passed the test because you did that to the yes, test. Exactly yes, exactly right. It was like the, the uh, goalie for the U.S. hockey team in 1980 was his name. Craig, remember he said, I'm not taking this test. He yeah, goes, right. Well, one of the reasons why I put you on his team because I knew you wouldn't take the test. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that's funny. It was yeah. reverse, reverse psychology. Yeah. They yeah. won. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And that Jim Schaff was the GM, <clears throat> yeah. right? Uh-huh. Correct. And John Makovic was the head coach. Now, the other connection you had with John Makovic, didn't he try to recruit <clears throat> you to Wake Forest? When yep. he was at Wake Forest, which yep. was a year or two before, right? Yeah, he did. I'm sorry. It was back when you were in high school. Yeah, it was about 24 years I played years tight ago. end in high school and uh, line, outside linebacker. And so he wanted me to be his tight end. Yeah. And uh, he was he was the only coach that recruited me to play offense. Every huh. other, Everybody else wanted me to play defense, um, which, was, which was interesting. But, yeah, he remembered. And, I, and he, we talked about that when I, when I came here. Yeah. Yeah, well, just to talk about the Marino thing, we'll talk about Timmy here in a second. So it's it's the year Marino's coming up. Marino and Blackledge are coming mm-hmm. up with all those other quarterbacks. Elway. Okay? All those guys are coming out at the same time. And they knew they weren't going to get the excellent. Elway was saying, I'm going to go play baseball yep. if I don't get drafted by the right team, right? So I'm in, and we I did we had a little show. It was called the John Makovic Show on Channel mm. 4. So we every week I was in with the coach, and I got to know him really well. I liked yep. John Makovic. Good guy. I really liked the guy, right? So we were in there. We were doing a show, and we got done with the show one day. And I said, hey, um, you know, you guys look like you're probably looking at a quarterback. And I said, you know, me, Central Catholic, the whole thing, I said, I know you might be looking at Blackledge, nice kid, you know, good guy, smart, whatever. But I said, you'll never get anybody better than Dan Marino. I said, he's got it. Well, you know, there's some question marks about him. I said, you'll never get anybody as good as Dan Marino, coach. Just take it from me. I'm just yeah. telling you now. He came back to me. I saw him. <laughs> it might have been 10 you years tried ago or whatever. And he, he came up to me and said, I know what you're going to say. I should have taken Marino. I said, I know, Coach, you're right, but yeah. he didn't do it. What about you, Tim? Uh, I know you have – your draft story is funny because you thought – you really thought you were going somewhere else. I did. Uh, and, you know, it was kind of I was kind of stuck in a weird position, too, because I played guard in, in college, and uh, teams wanted me a guard and some wanted a center. Uh, so when the did initial – Did you care? No, I mean I really didn't. I just okay. wanted to play in the NFL. Okay, uh, you know that was always my dream. And like, like Joe Moore, yeah, Joe Moore was Joe the coach. Moore sold him. Joe yeah. Moore's the one that sold him. <laughs> Joe sold did. Him. God, what a great man! What a great man! But so, um, yeah. So if you looked at the rankings, I, I, I was I did pretty good in the combine. Uh, but and I, I had great film. You know, we won the national championship my junior year and senior mm-hmm. year. I had a uh, all America type of year. But uh, nobody was quite sure what I was. Uh, so still. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Uh, so, uh, you know, I was ranked like seventh or eighth uh, guard um, and like fourth or fifth center. And, uh, it was you know, Bill was knew he was going to go in the first round. Uh, I thought, was, you know, most of the predictions were fifth, sixth, seventh round. So, uh, 
you know, I was happy with, listen, I'm going to go there. You know, it's kind of where offensive linemen usually kind of slide in anyways. So um, I took a visit to the 49ers and Bob McKittrich. Remember Bob? Yeah. Great man. So I walk in and I'm with Sims, who uh, was a first round draft choice. Uh, uh, I think he went to Miami. Yeah. Um, uh, a big tackle. I can't remember his name. Uh, he ended up getting first first round draft choice too. And 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 it was me and, and another guy. And, and I was like, well, God, I'm with these these, these guys are first round draft choice. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, he must be I'm just saying, hey, you know, first round. You know. Well, that's what happened. So I'm, I'm sitting there with Bob McKittridge, and Bob says, listen, uh, I don't, I, these other guys here, I, I don't like them. You're our first round draft choice. Just to let you know that. I, I looked at him. I, I, I mean, my expression must have been like, what the hell are you huh? talking about? Hey, Phil, he didn't yeah. take the psychological test. No, I didn't, I didn't take the psychological test. <laughs> it would have been in the first round. So then I met with Bob Seifert, <laughs> who was a head coach, and Bob said the same thing. We're in the first round. You know, and so I, I went back to South Bend and told Sarah. I said, listen, I'm going to draft him in the first round of the 49ers. She's like, you know, she wasn't too happy. She's like, hey, you go to the 49ers. Bill, Bill. Okay, I'll marry you then. <laughs> yeah. No, she was like, uh, I'm going to Chicago. You're going to San Francisco. This is not going to work. And, uh, but so the day of the draft, you get a call from the 49ers. Uh, they said, so make sure that uh, this is your number. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to take you in the first round, last pick in the first round. Uh, the pick comes up. Uh, wide receiver from Florida mm-hmm. State, Dexter Carter. <laughs> I'm like, well, well, hell. So I get a call right away. It's uh, Bob McKittrick. They go, listen, they they wanted this guy. They know he's going to be there, but we're definitely taking a second round. I said, Bob, whatever, man. I'm just happy to be in the NFL, happy to get drafted. And uh, about an hour later, uh, I get a call from the Kansas City Chiefs. Never heard from the Kansas City Chiefs really? either. Never heard a word from them. You know, it was Tampa, Washington, some other uh, 49ers, obviously. But never heard from the Chiefs. And uh, uh, the next day, I was on a flight here. I got picked up by a red coater and went to the luncheon and Walked around with Carl Peterson and looked around the stadium, and and uh, that was the rest is history. Yeah, but mine was a weird, weird deal. So, came in and uh, I, I still wasn't quite sure what position Who, we, I was what, what, we take Percy that round. Percy was in the first round, and then and that was in the second round. That's Percy 40th Snow. pick. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting at the lo- I'm sitting at my locker uh, for minicamp, and uh, I'm sitting right next to Jonathan Hayes, and uh, uh, here comes Howard Mudd walking over, spinning a football. And uh, he says, hey, uh, you're going to be playing center today. Because I'm like, oh, my God, i got to go against Bill Moss. Never played center before. Right? <laughs> you camp. already know about Billy because oh, he's I know. drafted Bill, a bunch Yeah, well, you. Jonathan Hayes and Jay Hayes. Uh, John, oh, yeah, yeah. Jay Hayes is like uh, was my coach at Notre Dame. And Jonathan, and, of course, the first thing when I get drafted, they go, let, let me put you on the phone with my brother. Jonathan's like, you're going to have your hands full with Bill Moss. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> That's all I need, right? So we could tell a story about that a little bit later. But. So I, so I get there, and he throws me to football. He says, you're going to be playing center today. I said, uh, okay. So he goes, go over and, and snap a couple to DeBerg. Steve DeBerg. And he walks away, and, I, and, and I'm looking around. I go, who's DeBerg? <laughs> I don't know how DeBerg was. So I said, Jonathan. I said, Jonathan, which, which one's DeBerg? He goes, ah, you dumb rookie. You're the rookie the guy laying over there on the ground. I, th- I, th- I thought he was an assistant coach. <laughs> With a towel on his face. Yeah, yeah assistant coach hung like over. Forty-five. Yeah, so I walk over, and I say, I, I, mean, I call him Bergie, or I call him Steve. I, I call uh, Mr. DeBerg. Uh, <laughs> I mean, literally, he was 35 years old. I was at like 20. So, I mean, so I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, Howard wants me to take a couple snaps. So he's getting up, and it's just creaking and sounds that I've never heard before coming out of a body. And he gets up and would take one snap. He goes, ah, you're good. And I'm like, all right, there we go. Uh, but I was lucky I had Mike Webster as my mentor. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, he just took me under his wing. Yeah. And, 
uh, did an unbelievable job. He said, listen, first thing you do is communicate, run in the line of scrimmage every play, and finish every play. And, and, and if you do all those things, you're going to have half a chance. Yeah. So uh, the rest is history, yeah. Yeah, the rest is history. Most people know a lot about both of your professional careers. Uh, our deal was that when we finally got together, whether I know Crunch Time's 2001. Yeah. But way before that, you know, Bill's playing in John Hart. You remember John yeah. Hart from K1102, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And their building was right next to our building at Channel 4 on, on Signal Hill. So Hart calls me one day and says, hey, it's football season, and I, I've got, I, I got Bill Moss coming in to do a show once a week, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was Tuesdays. Yeah. Was it mm-hmm. Tuesdays? It was, it was Tuesdays. He said, I got him coming in. He says, I don't know a damn thing about sports. He said, I said, we, you know, have, you know, just have fun with it and do it. He goes, no, 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 no. I need you and I need you and you got to come down here and do this. I said, what time are you doing? He said, well, we're going to do it at seven o'clock. And I said, okay. So I got off the news at six 30 and went over one day and I thought, okay, John, I'll help you today. And then this is PM, right? This is there's no way Bill was kept at 7 a.m. No, no, no. Bill was just going to bed in those days at <laughs> 7 a.m., okay? But so John Hart called me, yeah. got, and then the rest is sort of history. We start doing that show, yep. and that show ended up morphing into uh, the— 101. Le- the, yeah, right. On 101 The Fox, right? 101 The Fox, and then, uh, you know, we kept going from there. When did we end up at the levee? We were at the levee— Is that like 89, 90? Uh, was 90. that before, Timmy? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, I was here. But I, I wasn't on the show. But it was you two. Yeah, right. It was, yeah. It was, I think yeah, you it was did it like nine. ninety yeah. was your ninety ninety one yeah. ninety two. I left in ninety three, yeah, and then that's what I told uh, you, you guys got together. You're yeah, right. I was, the deal I was, was, and it was <clears throat> before. You know, <clears throat> this was the original deal where somebody would let you do radio. Yeah, I mean, this was you can't, you can't this do was this right now. at the beginning mm-hmm. of Marty and Carl. Right, yep. they wanted you to get out in the community. Right, and we got into that, and that's how that all started. That that's how we got together yeah. at that point so and bill told me hey listen you come on down here i'll give you a, you know a couple couple free beers and, and a hot dog <laughs> yeah. and and i was like i'm there i'm sold <laughs> so right. i was like the ed mcmahon yeah. i was like on every like every other show like the laugh track guy you know <laughs> yeah so uh you know so I, i'd go down hang out with bill down there and and uh got to meet you down there and then yeah and then when bill left it was just kind of a natural transition yeah over. it was just uh, mm-hmm. just us at that point but we we did that for a few years before yeah. we then you know, before we transitioned over and ended up doing radio after you guys had both uh, retired from uh, from uh, from football, but that was that, that was an interesting time because the way you look at it now and the way things happen now, where it's they bring guys to you, you can't go in a locker room much right. anymore, and it's totally different now. And those guys aren't in the streets anymore; they aren't out yeah. there; they aren't doing shows like this. Derek Thomas did one with he and Neil Smith yep. did, did a show too. So. Well, I learned from Bill, you know, watching Bill, and I a lot of things I've learned from Bill. Some good, some bad, but <laughs> learned uh, a lot of things from Bill. One of the things I always noticed is, you know, after losses, Bill Moss was always there answering yes, the media, he was, always. And I said, you know, that's pretty cool. And other guys would be shattered. And you know, my dad used to talk about ants and ants and cockroaches. Right? Exactly. You flip the light on, the cockroaches are in the room scatter. The ants stay in line. They stay their business. They stay about doing their business. They don't hide. They they, they, they yeah. keep on working. And uh, we had a lot of cockroaches. Yeah. That uh, oh, you yeah. know, when you won, everybody wanted to be in front of the cameras. Uh, and uh, you know, I watched Bill Moss. I watched how he would answer questions, and you know, everybody would gravitate over to him because he had a, he had a good opinion and, and and he knew how to articulate. And and uh, you know, he was consistent. And then, you know, 
so after loss, I was like, you know what? That's the way I want to be. Yeah, right. And that's why I learned from him too. But uh, yeah, the the media savvy and went went on. Obviously, did a wonderful job doing media and doing TV and everything else. But um, the reality is that you know you stand up uh, you, when you win. You know, it's easy to face the cameras. Yeah, but sure when is. you lose, it's not. And that's what true leadership is. And we're seeing a little bit of that right now. Look in Buffalo. The problem with Buffalo yeah. is that their leaders are selfish guys. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the problem. I mean, Kansas City, we're lucky we have Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Those both guys are not unselfish people. But when you, your leaders are selfish, and that's one of the reasons why in the 90s our teams became the teams that they were because we had leadership with Bill Moss yeah. and Jonathan Hayes and, uh, and, and, and you know, Steve DeBerg at the time that, uh, you know, they, they weren't selfish guys. Yeah. And, they, and that, 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 that filtered down. Yeah. But there were times, Bill, and, and you've been in locker rooms too, where, you know, you can have a good year with a bunch of great leaders and then all of a sudden you get a bunch of scumbums coming in there and it just it, it ruins everything. Yeah, it, it deteriorated towards the end yeah. too. <clears throat> Bill, you were done by that time at the end mm-hmm. of, you know, Marty and Carl. Basically, it started to get, they started to grab. They started to go out and grab people maybe that just weren't Reached right. Reached a little bit too Reached far. Reached a little bit yeah. too far. Just trying to get over that hump because they'd been so close, you know, and they just never had really drafted it and developed a quarterback. quarterback. That And Carl, first one, will say, mm. it's the biggest mistake we made. Uh, we just, you know, in, in those days, too, it's funny because you look around now, it was all about the running game back then. You know, it's all yeah. about handing a ball off to, you know, big running backs and let them pound the line and gain three or four yards and, you know, take 20 plays to score a touchdown or kick a field goal. Whereas today, three plays later, you're in zone. They're throwing <laughs> right. the ball over the place. And running backs are devalued. You know, and that's what all the running backs are. They're thinking about joining their own union yeah. because nobody is valuing them and they're, they're not making any money. But the, the deal was you guys were always front and center. And part of that was because you did the radio shows. Yeah. I mean, you knew, you know, we're out here in the public all the time. What are we going to do? Duck Frank Bowl here in the locker room after we lose a game? You know, that wouldn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, so it was uh, that, that that was an interesting part of that. Yeah, one, one of the things that uh, used to aggravate a lot of people too, uh, Bill, is you know Frank would, you know, a lot of guys would be afraid to come over and say ask you a question. Frank come over and ask a question, and then all of a sudden, all the though he's called like the buzzards. All the buzzards come over, and then the uh, dead carcass. Yeah, there's all, all these all these different microphones. <laughs> all the other yeah, yeah all the and, other reports. And I would say I'd answer every question with Frank in it like three or four times, so they couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're finally like, "You got to stop doing that." I said, "No, I don't. I don't stop doing anything. <laughs> I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping." How are you guys? Uh, memories, just uh, stories about your playing days. Besides, you know, wins and a lot. Just, I mean, you guys had. You guys had locker rooms that were way different than locker rooms are today. You just had, you had some characters yeah. inside the locker room. Man. Bill, you gonna tell them how you uh, used to christen the uh, hot tub every year? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to your imagination. Uh-uh. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. He had to be the first one in the well, locker room, and, and uh, you know he. The to... reason it was cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little little foam on the top. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that is, you didn't spend a whole lot of time in hot tub, did you? Yeah. And, you serves, and if they threw the ice, the ice, uh, the the ice bath was fine. Ice the ice bath fine. was just fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, that as far as your memories happen. go on the thing, I, I, you know, I, I, is it more teammates and and yes. friendships and yeah. that sort of thing, right? You know, I, it, uh. it, it I, you go around and you see different players from. You know, different teams in the past, and or you're at a function, and you see guys, and I'm amazed at the guys that can tell stories in detail and remember stuff about the games. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about the games. <laughs> I, really, I don't. I mean, I, I, 
uh, some of the bigger games that we won uh, when we got in the playoffs and things like that, you, I, you remember. But for the most part, the year was just kind of a blur because you're just going at such a high rate uh, uh, every day. I mean, from early in the morning till you're done at night and you're tired to the games, to hurt and injured and getting ready. I mean, it's just a constant process. You know, I, I, I'm just amazed at the guys here. Oh, remember, I, I remember in detail this and there's this play and that. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I, I don't remember those things. People will tell me, oh, I remember you did this one time. I'm like, I did? I don't, I, I don't, you know, I just On or off the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, he remembers those. It's, it's uh, a football he doesn't remember. So, uh, it, it, but, yeah, the only, the thing I look back on and take is just the friendships. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's the that's the deal. It's I probably mean, the thing you end up missing the most, too, once you're out, right? You know, and, and, yeah. and losing, losing oh, yeah. brings you closer together than, than, than winning does. Winning's great. I mean, everybody, you, you everybody will pound a win, right? No, sure. And feel great about themselves. But the winning was, I think, where a lot of the bonding was really because you put so much into it, yeah. to, it to collectively together, and and, and bad outcome and it, it, that those things hurt. Yeah, I, I remember the one time I I got you in trouble. You remember? We yeah. should do that little thing. One time, Frank? I, I think it was just one. It's the only one I remember, Bill. I have a cloudy memory myself, okay? The time, was it that you're going to play the Falcons? It's, it was, you're oh, gonna throw the helmet on the field? Really yeah. bad. That was awesome. And, and I go, Bill, what do yeah. you think about this game? What's going to happen? And you say? Well, it was a long answer because we were supposed to get some monsoon rain in there. Yes, remember? right, right. Remember? Right. But, Bill, I cut all that out. I know I you did. to get to the good stuff. I know you did. <laughs> I said, given. I said, look, they're last in the league in rushing. They're last in the league on third downs, or this and that. I mean, we're going to have a monsoon rain. And if all this occurs, it won't just throw our helmets out there. We'll win. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, you. That, how, how much hell did you catch after that? Well, I didn't think anything about it until I was down in the locker room early in the morning, and someone summons me that Marty wants to see in his office. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. I got called in one time on a day off. <laughs> <laughs> for, for uh, that was for uh, on the radio show uh, oh, when I said that uh, uh, if we hurt Elway, that Marty'd pay the fines. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. That is absolutely that, right. That was another radio mishap. Yeah. 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 Frank, Frank led me into that one too. I led him into that one. That yeah. was that was a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, well, then you know we'll, we'll, we'll jump. It ahead. made good radio though. It yeah. made great you know radio. We, we we you know well, we had to make a decision whether to <laughs> sacrifice our. <laughs> ourselves in the locker room or, or to promote ourselves in the radio. Well, I guess we decided at that point to promote ourselves in the radio exactly. and make good shows. They were terrific shows. Okay, so <laughs> you both get done playing, okay? Not at the same time, obviously, but you both get done playing. What is the, what is the one thing you would tell that guy when he's that week after he's done playing or a month after he's done playing? If you, if you could go back and tell that guy one thing <laughs> – uh, that that you'd like to uh, relate to that guy at that time. It's like going back and telling your twenty-two yeah. year old self something, but this is going to back to tell your thirty-two year old. I self. think I think there's still. I mean, they're they're better at it now uh, with a lot of support. But I would I, I would tell that twenty-two year old me, this is going to end sometime, mm -hmm. and you need to know it's going to end sometime. Be ready because. I don't think I never thought it was going to be end. No, I mean, I never thought I. and said like, "Well, it's going to end the next year." Or you, you, you don't know when it's when right. it's going to end, and if you don't keep that in focus, uh -huh. and a lot of playing, 
football, for me, anyhow, for professional football, is you have to eliminate all that doubt. You have to eliminate injury out of your mind. You have to eliminate – That's the only, that, for me, anyhow, that's, that's the only way I could play good uh, if you don't think about those things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, there's an, <laughs> there was no counseling. Mm-hmm. There was no – they didn't have this – what PTSD? You needed that right? psychologist. You had it going into pit, see? Before right. You did that. But the, when you, when you walk out that door at the end, you're and, gone, aren't you? Yeah. You're just like goodbye. And and there's nothing there. There's no support system there. Right. And you're in your 30s, <laughs> and your high school buddies have now established themselves for 12, 15 years in a career. Right. right. And you're you're sitting there going, huh? What? Now, you know, and a lot of that just, I mean, fortunately, uh, you know, I was broadcasting and went right, yeah. slid right into that. And so that was, a, you know, there for me. But there's still that empty feeling of, of when you're out the door. I don't know. That's how it yeah. was for me. Yeah. And so when you got out, when we did a lot of stuff together and you did a lot of media stuff. That, that was just a natural flow for you to try to go get the play-by-play jobs and mm-hmm. do all that sort of thing, right? Stay in the media somewhere, somehow. Right. You felt comfortable doing that, right? Right. And I, I enjoyed the games, and I got to got, I got to travel and cover them. So yeah, you know that yeah, but you know there's an off season. Oh, right? sure there is. Yeah, you're, uh, you know yeah. What, what are you doing? What 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 are you you know what do you want to do? Um, I, I think that that was for me anyhow. That was a big deal. Yeah, and Tim, for you, you went out and started coaching for all yeah, practical so, purposes. Yeah, so uh, for me, I, I I would tell my my 22 year old uh, granny I probably wouldn't talk to. Uh, but about the 30, <laughs> like 31 year old, and I'd like to have a long conversation with. Uh, but you know, I think part of the problem is Frank and Bill. You can uh, touch on this too. The adrenaline rush mm. of going down that tunnel in front of eighty thousand people, whether they love you or hate you, it's still that adrenaline rush, and it's like yeah. a drug. Yeah. I mean, it. It uh, you 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 need it. You feed off of it. That's who you are. That's what you are. When you look in the mirror, you see yourself as that football player. And then all of a sudden it's gone, and you go cold turkey, mm-hmm. and you and you go and search for other things, mm-hmm. and and you know the camaraderie, the camaraderie of, of of the guys in the locker room. All of a sudden you don't have those guys to go talk to. I mean, you're sitting at home and you got your dog and you got your wife and maybe some little kids, but your you cat. yeah, you don't you don't have. I didn't have. Bill, I, didn't have I didn't have like you know a bunch of guys to go talk yeah. to. So then then you go and try and find friends to, to hang around with, and sometimes you don't find the best friends. So. Uh, you know, those things, yeah. like, you know, you just kind of get lost, and then eventually you kind of work your way through that in your life and, and hopefully without too much damage. Right. But it's the way that's – like Bill said, I mean, there was nobody there to say – counsel you and say, hey, listen, you know, this may happen or that might happen, and this is an answer for this, and don't try not to do that. Go figure it out. And uh, for us, it was just go figure it out. And a little like Bill, um, you know, one of the things that uh, Mike Webster, uh, I had a really horrible experience yeah. one time at a game, and he saved me. He he basically, you know, said, listen, I'm not going in there and playing. I, I, I believe in this guy. You put him in. I'm not playing anymore. And, uh, I, and when, he, when he died and passed away, yeah, I, felt, I, I felt so guilty. Well, all those things that occurred God going to up him to the time he too. passed away. Yeah, yeah. he was homeless. Was, yeah, when we were. And we didn't know anything yeah. about it. I mean, and I felt like, you know, that was my, yeah. I should have known. This is Mike Webster, former Pittsburgh Steward, great yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. center or whatever. And then he came to Kansas City at the end of his so, career. It was really in a bad way. So I, I had the opportunity to do some, you know, play-by-play or some color stuff. And, yeah. And, but I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go on the other one. I'm going to go coach and mm-hmm. give – Give some kids an opportunity to use football as a vehicle to go to college or, 
or to you know maybe go on the NFL and and uh, like Bill like uh, excuse me like uh, Mike did for me Mike you know he gave me that opportunity at the, when I was at the lowest of low just lost my dad I uh, was going through yeah. some tough times and uh, he was there so I said you know that's what I'm going to do yeah. and you know and, and Bill was wonderful at doing his his, his stuff and, and I was lucky to be, be well, good at the stuff I did and it helped yeah it helped I yeah. mean it doesn't fill that void but it helps. Yeah, and then your transition was good. You stayed right with the game and in broadcasting at that point, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, but, you know, you do it and, you know, it, you put your work in and, and do it, your preparation, but it, it's, it doesn't come close to oh, gosh, no. what Tim explained, coming out of the tunnel and that, that rush that, you know, you're, you're addicted to it. I mean, and that's, it was a lot of post-traumatic stress syndrome right i mean absolutely that was, that coming le- walking out the door and have that cold turkey end mm-hmm. after something you've been doing since you were a young man right. yeah and, and nobody told you it was ptsd no we didn't even know didn't those know those initials no. before we didn't know about you know CTE. anything and they still don't care about it to this day for us anymore. yeah right, right. right. Really yeah don't. for the nfl players it's still pretty tough it's still no. it's still a sticking point as yeah. far as the nfl and, PA is know, concerned. and 90 percent of the guys that pass away now that, yes. that donate their brain they see that there's yeah. all kinds of issues going on yeah. and i'm sure we both have that and uh you know it's it's something that we have to be cognizant of and i didn't know how to deal with it right and i know bill didn't know how to deal with it and, uh, like, thank God, thank God that we had people in our lives that, that cared and, and yeah. finally just put their foot down and said, hey, listen, this, this is what I need you to do. I need, I need you to, you know, grow, <laughs> basically grow up yeah. and, and, you know, let's, let's, let's get past this. And yeah. it took some time. Let, let me talk to you both about this since we're on, on this subject. I was going to say it for a little later. But do you worry about your longevity, about – when Bill looks at me, he says, "When Bill looks at me, he says, 'You know, your your hand's shaking.' <laughs> <laughs> you just sitting like this. I'm like, yeah. uh, I mean, do you, I mean, did you guys yeah. think about it, or do you just, or is it sort of like football, your day to day, and not, it's not going to happen to me? But you see so many guys around you, your age, yeah, especially you, Bill, that your age that are, you know, are gone." And they have they've died early. The early, early. onset dementia, yep. uh, because concussion syndrome yep. and all that sort of stuff. Do you worry about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, I think about it more now that you know I'm in my 60s than, sure. than I did before. Uh, and I lost a lot of former players mm-hmm. that were younger than me mm-hmm. along the way here. Um, and yeah, yeah. So I do. And some of the guys that I played with and that I see. Um, I see how they're slipping, deteriorating. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. in different in different ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I'm always thinking about it. Well, yeah, and and of course, you know, we both got new hardware in our bodies. Yeah, right. Can't get, get through the security system at the airport very <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, so you know, um, yeah, you you worry about those things because we were pretty tough on our bodies. Oh yeah, I mean, it was especially with Marty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about Gans and that crew. You were with Makovic yeah. and Gans and that crew. But Marty was, you know, hitting all the time, hitting three, four days a week, you know, full pad, scrimmaging, banging each yeah. other, let alone just practice day in, day out. Tim, what about you? And I know you both – I think the greatest thing about both of you, during this, before Tim answers this, you've stayed, you've stayed active. You've kept your brain working, which I think has, has really helped both of you. Yeah, and you know, you, you try to do as much as you possibly can mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to work out, try to do things, and to, to keep your, you know, yourself mentally and physically well. Um, but yeah, I, I worry about it all the time. And, yeah. 
you know, you, you, you think about, you know, hey, you know, I forgot this or, you know, drove away again with the, without taking oh. the, the gas out of the gas tank <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and the hose is flopping around behind me. I'm like, did I forget that again? There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> hey, oh, the phone. Where, hey, how about hey. this? Where the hell did I park? Yeah, that, that I, or where's my phone? phone? <laughs> okay, where is my phone? And you, know, so my phone? You, you go and talk to people and you're like, uh, you know, I don't. Don't remember where I park. I, yeah. I drive away all the time with gas hoses sticking out of my 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 tank. Uh, you know, <laughs> or, or, I, I, I can't remember my kids' names. And they're like, that's normal. I'm like, oh, okay. How many times do you get in the car and start driving and forget where you're going? Where am I going? Yeah, <laughs> where, I used to do second. that in the house. And there's a pause. There's a pause. <laughs> oh yeah, I get okay, yeah. yeah, I get. I'm in the house. I go from the bedroom to the living room. Go. Why did I come out here? Uh, and for it. for me too now. It's not, not that not that I don't know where I'm going. I just forget how to get there. <laughs> I really I'm like, do I turn out? Where where am I? And yeah, I, I'm like I'm, I, I get lost. And then I got yeah, I put in ways. I'm getting ways in to you know to go to to the local uh, you know gym. You know, yeah, so right. I don't even know where the hell I'm at. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you worry about all those little things. Um, uh, but uh, you know you just gotta you know, just keep on sawing wood. Yeah. Well, okay. Be- before we get to the end of this whole thing. Um, which one of you two hung Kevin Keatsman over the uh, balcony on the second floor of uh, Sports Radio eight ten WHB? That uh, that's a, that's said a, he, that's he an urban he, legend. He, he was he so was fat back then. He, there's no way anybody could hold his ass, big fat ass <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's did you dangle legend. him? Uh, you know what? I I didn't dangle him, but I I think I did pick him up. I think you were like picked him up beside the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we it was a threat. <laughs> it was a threat, yeah. You Bill, sort of just bear hugged him and lifted him. Bill up and I were uh, um, we were our own little clique back then at the A10. Oh, god, um, yes. And uh, and then and obviously you were kind of the go between for everybody. No, I was supposed to be the guy in keeping us out of trouble. You didn't do a very good job. No, I really didn't because no. in the early days of A10, we would take any kind of advertising we could get. Yeah. Okay, and of course there were some gentlemen's clubs here in Kansas City that were ready, willing, and able to get on the only all-sports radio station in Kansas City. And, well, whenever they had a superstar come in town, we'd have the young Why lady not? into the studio, talk about her deal. And then we had a suggestion, uh, maybe we should put a stripper pole in here. And I just went, well, maybe that, that, maybe that. we shouldn't. So I go home that day. We'll get to you in a minute. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I go to work that day right out of right out of there. I go home, I get changed, I go to work, and I see a note uh, uh Magruder wants to see. He's our GM, right? He's the general manager. I'm going, I know what happened earlier in the day. I'm going, oh, God, I just lost my job. So I go in to see Magruder, and he says, uh, can you shut the door? Because the secretary sat right outside, and she was always had, had her ear perked uh, to see what was going on in the room. So I, I shut the door, and he goes, um, you like working here? <laughs> I'm serious. That's the way we're, I, I said, yeah. He said, well, we like having you. He said, do you like doing that radio show? In the morning with those <laughs> with with those, those two. two. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I sort of do. I really love it. I think it's good. It's great cross promotion. He goes, stripper pole? Uh, <laughs> he goes, here's the deal. From now on, if you have one of the ladies in, you can excuse yourself from the studio and let Tim and Bill interview young lady so i said okay walked out the door and that was it we had, what bill hey, we had some wild we interviews had, oh, not just god. women i mean I from all different realms of everything oh god, i mean yeah. one thing we did for sure is we 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 crossed uh, uh, over in uh, into our audience into a huge female base 
Do you remember all the female oh, callers? Oh, yeah, we had a lot of female. Yeah, we did. Oh, my gosh. We did. That, that show was really popular. Yeah. That show, we had great ratings on that show. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, that was a good time. Yeah, that was it, fun, it, yeah. was it was it was a lot of fun and and once again that you talk about looking for something to fill uh, that void that did for a while it, that helped to fill yeah. that void it, it did, did too because you could talk to people again we took phone calls we did all right. kinds of stuff yeah so it was fun and always the one we always talk about is poor Davey B <laughs> Dave Borchard who now works with Greater Kansas City Sports Commission and Kathy Nelson they do such wonderful work Davey B found out real quick after uh, after crunch time that. You know, maybe I don't want to do this uh, anymore <laughs> because it'd always be Bill or Tim calling Davy B at like or texting at five a.m. in the morning. Going, or together, Davy, Davy, listen, can you find a best of to put on? Because we're not going to make it today. Davy was he he worried until we hit the air because you guys both came in. You'd come in right on, and I'd always yell, "Oh gosh, I'm late." I'm getting. Bill always just told me, "You're not late." Unless we've we've already been on the air, okay? We've already gone on the air. You you're not late, you're Pudge. Good. You always go, Pudge. You're not late, okay? We haven't gone on the air yet. Settle down. Everything will be just fine. But Davey B would uh, would panic. Yeah, we had a great time. That show was a lot of fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. You know, but you know, Howard Stern was doing his show back then. Oh, and, sure. You know, I mean, was, yeah. that was kind of the, the way. It was the kind it, of way, that was it, was, way it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Billy. Talk. I know you work for Blocking Company now, and you're you're doing some great things out there and staying active again. Yeah. You're working. Uh, you're not in broadcasting anymore for all practical purposes. You do still. Here's the other killer. Okay. Wait before we stop here. The, the other deal was you're at eight ten for about. Two years and a, a, two months. And all of a sudden, oh, we're leaving. I said, what do you mean you're leaving? I said, well, we're going. We're going over to well, the other radio. Deal, wasn't it? Yeah, I, it was I, part of it. It was part of it. It yeah. was all I part just, of it, yeah. I just listened to what Bill told me to do. Yeah. And then there was. <laughs> oh, he's going to blame yeah, Bill. I, I blame it, Bill, for this one. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, Jason, too, now. He, that had a big swing in it. Yeah. And by the time I got in the air, they both left. So then I was there by myself. Yeah, you're all over there by yourself. Yeah. But here is the most interesting. This will tell you more about you, too, than anything. You both end up back on 810. I, I want to know how, if I'd have done that. I'd have been blackballed from broadcasting the rest of my life. You two, eh, it's okay. That's because we're cuddly. So Chad, we're really cuddly bears. Over, Chad, come on over here. Give me a hug. It's all. We're gonna put it all behind us. You know, it was war at that time. But that was funny. Well, You're that back says on more about Chad. Yeah, my, <laughs> that's right. That's right. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. by uh, Chad Boger, our owner. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you did the same thing. Yeah. So you were I, gone longer though, right? I was gone longer. Uh, I stayed with six ten for. Uh, Oh, wow. It was probably about six years. Yeah, you did. You did the show and by then, yourself. Uh, uh, and then became the head coach over at Miege. They eventually okay. said, hey, listen, we'd like to have you in, in the yeah. in the building. I became a teacher. I'm Forrest Gump, man. I've worn lots of shoes. I've been a theology teacher. The, the, hold on. Uh, That's I, the best. I, yeah. You, Old the a New theology yeah. teacher. Yeah. And, Teaching and, children religion. You know, un- un- unbelievable stuff. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Teaching children religion. <laughs> they need more of it. I'd take them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but worn lots of different shoes. But, uh, you know, listen, once again, this show is very apropos. Kansas City has been great for me. It's been great for my family. Uh, my kids are Kansas Cityans through yeah. and through. Uh, you know, I, I've lived here in Kansas City longer than I've ever lived anywhere else. Yeah. I'm a Kansas Cityan. And uh, people, I say, well, why do you stay in Kansas City? Well, a couple, couple reasons. Number one, is that the people here are just awesome. Whenever you ask somebody from Kansas City to help you out, whether it's a charity or you know you need something personally, they're always there for you. And number two, made a lot of great friends 
including you two, that uh, you know I, I just couldn't live without. So yeah. it's a great place to be, great place to live, and uh, I think the show is going to be great, Frank, because there's so many great things about this little town, this little cow town that people call flyover country, the black hole. And uh, you know it's 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 just an awesome place to to be uh, living and an awesome place to raise kids. Yeah, Bill, you could have gone back to Philly. Yeah. You could have gone Pittsburgh. You could could have gone to Florida. Right. Could have gone to California. Could have gone anywhere, but you stayed too. I remember John Madden used to tell me. He goes, "You can live anywhere in the world you want, and you're in Kansas City." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. No, he right. did. I did, I told him. I said, I, "I love the place. It's great." And Tim's right. It's the people. And, you, you know, what has happened in the transition over the last 20 mm. years to yeah. the city is just amazing. Um, putting themselves on the map in such a big way, and there's so much more coming. Mm-hmm. I know of so many other developers that are coming here, that are doing things, stuff we're going to be doing up north, uh, stuff that's going out south, more stuff out east. Uh, the growth is just unbelievable, and, and it has so much to offer. You used to be able to go, well, no one wanted to go downtown. There wasn't anything to do downtown right, Kansas right. City. And that tr- transformation in and of itself has been remarkable. Uh, the Kauffman Center, the, the uh, new uh, uh, arena. Um, airport. We're going to probably airport. eventually have yep. a new baseball stadium. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about Okay, that we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, positive, Bill. there's just there's just there's just I'm just talking about the Royals in general. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much going on, and it's it's really cool to be a part of it and and watch the city grow. And I felt like I've grown with it all along here. So yeah. I, just like Tim said, yeah, yeah, I've lived here longer than any place else in my life. I'm in Kansas City. Yeah, it is it is the people. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And we're gonna we're gonna explore that. It won't just be sports guys, but I can't tell you how much it means to me that you two. We're on the first one, and you know because we we all have the three of us have a long history together, and it's been great. Usually, the I, I don't, former I don't, players don't get along with the media very. I don't well. think I don't think we got you fired in the first episode. I, I don't think so. Either. <laughs> I think we're going to continue <laughs> I, on with yeah, these conversations. I think, I think uh, Bill and I are a kinder, gentler, uh, grunty and masser. Really? We, yeah. Might have to have you back. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to cost you. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Well, folks, thanks. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts, okay? Uh, Tell your family and friends because you know what? There's just something about it.